We are speaking with Seb and Biff Byford. The new album under the new moniker Heavy Water is called Red Brick City, available July 23rd. And uh, folks, I've been checking it out and, and it sounds fantastic. Uh, talk to me about the uh, project and having it come together and, and going and, and choosing this style of music. Uh, you want to take that, Seth? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, obviously it was lockdown and um, I'd spent a lot of time at home that lockdown. I've got a flat in Manchester, but um, it was just getting a bit too much in the, um, in the city. It wasn't sort of a great place to be over lockdown. So, um, yeah, I came home for that. And yeah, I was just at home for most of it. We've got like a studio in one of the uh, barns around the back. So, um, yeah, we thought we like we might as well make an album. We had, we had a load of free time and because like dad wasn't touring and stuff because of lockdown, I didn't have any shows. So, um, yeah, we thought we'd just give it a go, you know, kind of fun project. Yeah, we've got some songs, you know, we've got some songs uh, uh, thrown around, you know, we've got some stuff together. So, uh, it's a pretty good project, really. Um, we just thought people like it, really, because it was, uh, you know, a bit of a labour of love, really. Well, listen, I like it. And if I like it, folks are going to like it. I, I guarantee that. Um, let me ask you about this, Biff. You had the uh, the open heart surgery. And since then, you've done the solo album. You've done the album with uh, your son. And, uh, of course, Saxon did Inspirations, the covers album. Was that moment sort of a turning point where you got reinvigorated and said, you know what, I'm going to get these things done because it's now or never? Yeah, I think so. I think I think because I had to, uh, you know, I had to um, basically wait to heal for maybe four or five months, really, uh, before I was able to, uh, you know, breathe properly again. Quite quite a severe uh, operation. So yeah, I mean, uh, when I sort of got out out of it, started getting fit again, um, I thought, yeah, well, I want to do something. I just don't want to sit around for a year and a half and do nothing because that's that's really not me if you know what I mean so yeah so full speed ahead do the solo album do the inspirations album do album with Seb you know I've been working on the new Saxon album that's be finished uh, I think that'll be finished this week so we've been pretty busy yeah and and listen the uh, all the albums have been great here I want to get over just really quick back to the uh the songs uh, revolution is a song that you wrote about global warming and pollution. And, you know, had you had you told me this a couple of years ago, I would have said, well, OK, that's kind of cute. But then I saw this documentary on on Netflix about plastic called The Plastic Ocean. And I just went, wow, we've got a major problem. I know I'm a little late to the party. Uh, talk to me about having sort of a I don't want to say a, a political leaning to this, but but having a message and not just going, here are some rock songs, rock and roll all night, party every day, but actually say, hey, listen, I've got some some things to say. There's issues that we need to deal with. Well, I think I think uh, you know, Seb really wrote the song. I think within within only being 23, I think it's coming from a different a different sort of uh, a different sort of background than what we were brought up in, especially me. You know, uh, I mean, when I was when I was Seb's age, it was um, you know pollution city, coal mines, steelworks, and all sorts of things going on. You know, all the buildings were black from the soot that was created since the Victorian times. So, I think people are becoming more aware of uh, you know not uh, disposing of too much stuff, uh, basically into the sea or 
or into the rivers or into the toilet, actually, or into landfill. So I think we're, we're going to have to do something about it in the next 10 years, I'm sure. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and I would definitely recommend that, uh, that documentary, Plastic Ocean, if you haven't seen it. Seb, you've been around Dad your entire life, of course. And you've seen him do the, the Saxon shows. You're, you're out on tour with Black Star Riders and Judas Priest and the whole thing. What was that like growing up in that kind of situation where you knew what it take to get to that next level and you've had this music around you? Um, how, how does that affect you or how did that sort of form you? Yeah, I guess it's sort of um, it's sort of growing up around that and sort of seeing it firsthand and all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes as well. Not just the live show, it definitely sort of, I think it gave me a, a, a more of a drive, you know, kind of made me realize that it is possible, you know, and I can do this. But um, yeah, it's just really motivating and sort of inspiring just to see how it all works. And obviously, you know, to see dad on stage and stuff. Um, so yeah, for me, it's something I've always sort of wanted to do, for sure. Bit of a cautionary tale in, in what you saw, because uh, it's not as glamorous as everybody always thinks. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to get an album uh, and a show done. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot more hard work than it looks. Obviously, like you know, even just moving the gear around and and dad shows. They're a lot like some of the shows we do. Like they're only half an hour long, like max forty five minutes these sets. And like dad shows are like well, they're like an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. And it's like you know, I'm knackered after half an hour. So to see these guys, you know, fucking giving it their all for like two hours is um, it's definitely really inspiring. It really is. Uh, talk to me about actually getting to make an album with you. Yeah. Pardon me? When he was like three, four years old, he used to fall asleep at the concerts. <laughs> He'd be sat in a seat out front fast asleep. I think the, the loud music sent him to sleep. But then that was happening. <laughs> Listen, uh, I get that. I saw a Canadian band called the Headpins open up for Kiss back in 82, and I fell asleep during their set, so... I sort of, I, I get it. I understand. And no offense to the headpins, but I mean, you know, I was young. Um, what's it like uh, working with, with dad? Because you look at Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons and, and he's got his guys and, and now you've got this. Um, is it just nice to, to be able to work with dad? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's just sort of, it just sort of happened really. It was, we kind of didn't, didn't really plan it too much. And obviously with me being here, we're just sort of like, well, you know, we're both musicians, we both play music and love music, and we've got a studio there that's not being used, and we've, you know, not got much else going on, so we thought we might as well just do it. And, um, yeah, we, we just, it went really well. It went smooth, and it was just a really great experience for me to get to do that sort of thing, you know, with my dad, because obviously not, not many people get to do that sort of thing, and it'd be kind of released on a big scale. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience, and, you know, it's something I'll definitely remember. Well, let's uh, let's hope that we uh, we get a a, a Campbell Byford uh, family tour. That would be that would be kind of interesting, actually. Um, Biff, in terms of your your voice and your vocals, you said that it was a little bit harder after the heart surgery. Have you regained full capacity, or have you had to learn how to sing differently? How has that affected you? No, no, I've retained full capacity, and the vocals on uh, Heavy Water. Once so that long ago, I did. No. Only some what three weeks, four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not long since we did the vocals, so yeah. yeah my voice is in good condition. Uh, uh, it's just the lungs really that uh, that were the problem. 
because they put you on this, uh, you know, uh, respirator, you know, a bit like COVID, I suppose, but not for so long. And, um, you know, I think, I think everything goes into shock a little bit. So it takes a while to get the power back in your lungs. Right, right. Now, now the project we, we've mentioned sort of was born out of lockdown and we're hopefully heading out of those now. Uh, is this something, though, that you continue? Will there be a second album? Is that something that, you, that you're interested in? Or is it sort of like, eh, lockdown, one and done, been there, done that, back to Saxon? Yeah, I think, I think we've created a, uh, a sort of band, Heavy Water. And uh, it seems as though people uh, you know, like the album, which you love the album. So uh, you know, maybe if people like the album, love the music, and we can do some shows together, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, we're thinking about doing another one. We have some songs left. We can write some new songs. We can, you can always write songs if you've got time. Time's, time is a, is a factor. Yeah. Well, and, and with, with shows still being a bit slow here, at least here in Canada, and I don't know about the UK, but yeah, there's still still a lot of time. Uh, the how, the album, of course, is heavy, right? I mean, it, it's it's a heavy album. Is, is that something that you sort of just want to keep doing till, till the end of time in the sense of there's going to be no Biff Byford folk album or acoustic greatest hits? I mean, it, how important is is to do the heavy music? Well, it's not heavy metal, this. It's, it's definitely more rock and roll. And right. There are obviously some, uh, you know, some, some sort of uh, less, less sort of heavy songs. So I think the album's a good mixture, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, we want we want it to be sort of um, you know, to have a mix of sounds on there, just so it's not kind of not so we're pigeonholed to one sound. No. But um, yeah, maybe maybe on the next one we will um we'll put a few more acoustic-y slower ones. It just depends how we're feeling at the time, you know. If, if we're into the riff and we're into the song, whether it's heavy acoustic or more folky, you know, if if we're into it, then we'll we'll put it on. Yeah, we're not um, we're not really uh, we're songwriters. Yeah, that's right. And then, you know, people have to understand that we're songwriters, so we're writing songs, uh, and we're writing in the genres that we like. Uh, so, you know, I mean, several's heavy rock as well, the same as me, but obviously the music's not as heavy metal as, um, as Saxon are. But there's no point in having a, another Saxon album, is there? <laughs> no. There isn't, but you are working on a Saxon album right now. What is sort of the uh, the timeline on that? Is that a is that a twenty twenty one release, or are we looking for twenty twenty two? No, you're going to be able to. I think you're going to be able to pre order it uh, fairly soon. But I think the album actually comes out in in, in uh, I think it comes out in February. Oh, um, talk to me about uh, just real quick on, on the about February fourteen. Okay, so let me just quickly ask you about about the uh, about Saxon and, and new music. You've been around since the late seventies, early eighties. Do you go in and make a new album and say we have to capture that classic sound, or you say, "Hey, we've been doing this long enough. We can do whatever the f- we want." Um, what kind of music is the new Saxon? Well, we, you know, we just want music to take roll. I mean, we just record whatever we like. I mean, you know, we're, we're very um, Secrets in the writing and recording. I mean, when you're recording Saxon or if you're recording, you know, Judas Priest or if you're recording, you know, some of the Iron Maiden, say, the bands nearly always sound the same. You know, the songs are different. But um, 
you know, as far as the sounds go, you know, obviously Andy Sneap does our albums. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's all about the songwriting really and the material that we put on the album. That, that's the secret. And, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, we work on the songs. I mean, I work with Nibs a lot. He's a, he's a super, a super sort of uh, songwriter as well. So um, yeah, you, you'll get to hear it. And some of the songs are written by the band and some of the songs are written by me and me and Nibs. But, you know, what we tend to do is we tend to write the song and then take it to the band and then we all fiddle around with it a bit and they put in their little bit into the song. So that's how we work. Is that how you worked on, on Heavy Water? Did, did you write all the songs or you and your son wrote everything and then you bring it to the drummer Tom and Dave and say, all right, let's have some input or was it sort of like, no, 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 this is our vision now. Let's go reach. Let's... Uh, I, think, I think with this one, it's mine and your project, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I, think, I think we can use any musician we want, really, I, I think. I mean, Tom's a great drummer and he drummed, he drummed on the... Uh, uh, you know, in the Naked Six album, which was Seb's uh, last album. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, I think I think um, it's just a, a you know, mine and Seb's project. And I think Seb, I mean, Seb's the guitarist in the band, right? So he wrote, he wrote basically all the guitarists. Um, and then we sort of, uh, you know, did some melodies together and did some lyrics together. And that's how it's come together, yeah? Because, you know, the guitar, the guitar is a better guitarist than me. So, you know, he writes better riffs than me. Yeah, I saw you playing a bass on the, uh, in the video, and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> is, is, uh, is bass something that you want to be doing more often? Uh, not really, no. It, it's just, you know, it's just I like playing bass. I used to play bass when I was Seb's age. I was a bass player singer. So I've played bass all my life, really, all my musical life. So it's not so strange to see me play. It might be strange for you, but it's not strange to see me playing bass guitar. I write Saxon songs with bass guitar, sometimes nibs on drums, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, Nigel on keyboard. So everybody's quite multi-instrumental, instrumental, mentalist. <laughs> well, all right, so then tell me, how do you write the songs then? Do, do you sit down with an acoustic guitar or at a piano and, and come up with something? Do, do you come up with a melody and then throw lyrics later? Or do you have lyrics first and then you figure out how to fit it? What is the writing process for both of you? It's, it's, it's the music first. Sometimes it's the lyrics first, but I have sort of, sometimes I've kind of written stuff down in a book and then um, I found it actually, you know, then sometimes you put the lyrics to the music. Sometimes it has more meaning because you've sat down and actually put pen to paper and thought about the, um, you know, the message of the song and what you actually want to say. Um, but most of the time, I mean, a lot of the stuff for Heavy Water, it was just riffs we kind of had here and there and some riffs I had, some riffs Dad had, and we kind of brought them together and then kind of really worked on the melodies and lyrics together. But yeah, I guess it's quite hard to say sort of the process of writing because sometimes, you know, you won't, won't write like a month or two and you're like what's going on then other times you'll write like loads of songs within a short time frame like in a few weeks so it's it's one of those things like the juices are flowing they're flowing if not you just got to accept it and um you know be patient and wait for it to come back <laughs> yeah, yeah i think sometimes as well we sort of uh we sort of um you know pick a title for the song and then sometimes write the words around the title mm. you know 
That's, that's actually a good way to uh, to do it. I, I had a long conversation with a friend of mine, uh, well, Jim Valance, the writer, and he says, you, you have to have the title first. <laughs> that's, you know, if you don't have that. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you've got three or four titles in the same song, you know, if it's, if it's quite catchy. And then you have to pick the one that you think means the most, you know. Yeah, really do. Um, I just want to go over quickly for to the uh, Inspirations album and and some of the choices. You had a paperback writer and Hold the Line, the, uh, the Toto song. In terms of the music you sit and listen to at home, are you really that diverse where you're listening to all these things, including, you know, because for me, my, my interview right after you is the guys from Flock of Seagulls. And so, you know, it's, it's a little diverse there. But um, when you get to doing Toto, was that just a, it's a great song, we got to cover it? Or are these songs that sort of inspired you and, and had you going well, back then? I think with, with Toto in particular, people are more surprised about Toto than ever about Riser. Um, I think the song itself, um, the way that uh, Steve Lukather plays that riff, um, it, sort of, it, it sort of established a, a way of playing uh, a two-string chord on guitar, basically a root and fifth chord, and we use that in seven four seven and bands played on and um, Princess of the Night and a lot of our songs. So it wasn't really the band total; it was more the song. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that um, you know Africa or Rosanna inspired Saxon, but uh, hold the line, hold the line is a massively heavy riff, and uh, you know we loved it back then in the seventies. You know, we heard that that song and thought, well, that's a great guitar riff. Yeah. Although the vocals are a bit solely more R&B, but, um, you know, I got rid of that. So I sang it straight rock, you know. So, I mean, Steve and the band sent me, uh, sent us a, a message on uh, on Skype saying they love the version, you know, and thanks for doing it. Yeah, and, and Steve... I've played with him a few times. I have told him, uh, you know, that we love that song a few times to his face. Yeah. You played with Steve? I used to call it um, uh, Toe the Line to wind him up. I'm saying Steve, that, that song, Toe the Line, but it's it, it Hold the Line. Oh, yeah, sorry. But Toe the Line, how did you... So I was winding him up a lot, but that's cool. Hey, Zach Wilde has a uh, toe the, Towing the Line song, but uh, yeah, Steve, Steve is just a, a genius. I mean, you, one of the greatest guitarists ever. Uh, moving forward, does this band tour? Tour. It depends how, how, how people, you know, there's no point touring if, if, if people don't know the songs and don't know the, don't know the album. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. It's, it's getting great reviews and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's getting played quite a lot on radio, rock radio. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be good, you know. Um, yeah, it would be good to rock out together. Well, together. I, I, I find that comment uh, interesting because... You are Biff from Saxon. If if you were to show up at the local pub and put on a a forty five minute set of whatever, I'd go. You can't turn that brand into anything. Yeah, but you know it has to be. It, it's a bit like uh, you know Phil going out and doing an entire motorhead set. You know, it's not really. You know, it's not really uh, motorhead his band, is it? Although he was in motorhead, right? And he does do some. Motorhead so you know, if we if we did show, we'd probably do a couple of Saxon songs. Gotcha. We'd probably do we'd probably do a couple of a couple of songs from the Inspiration album. You know, I mean, Seth could do a mean Steve Lukather solo. 
because just a, as a fan, if I if I if I know you're coming down to the local pub, I don't care what you're singing. You could do a set of Beatles covers. I'd show up because Biff's there. I mean, that's all I need. It won't be an arena tour, that's for sure. But let's True. see, you know, keep our fingers crossed and uh, let's see what happens. You know, it, it, I mean, music's a, a strange uh, medium, so anything can happen, really. It's, it's like, you know, it's like doing the lottery, you know. Yeah. As you're putting these songs together and, and, and putting together this album, do you look at some of these songs like Revolution and say, huh, this should probably be a Saxon song. Maybe I'll just... How did you decide sort of what was pile A and what was pile B? I wanted I wanted a revolution for a Saxon song. He wouldn't let me have it. So, you know, he, he was guarding that song. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean that, that could be a Saxon song. I mean, that riff. It's a great riff. Yes, it could be. Red Rick Sitting is a great riff as well. Yes, it is. So, so basically, your son said you can't use them. <laughs> well, hey, listen, uh, if uh, perhaps uh, Seb, Seb will reconsider for for a couple of points on the back end because uh, you've got some great uh, you've got some great Saxon possible tunes on this thing. Uh, you know, uh, on that, folks, uh, Red Brick City released uh, July twenty third. Uh, you can pick it up, of course, uh, anywhere you can get music, whereas uh, Spotify, Amazon, whatever. And uh, on that, uh, merci. Thank you so much. Toujours un plaisir. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see everybody real soon. And let's hope um, everybody loves the Heavy Water album. We're looking forward to uh, seeing how that goes, aren't we, sir? Absolutely. Yeah, cool. So yeah. keep the faith. Keep the faith. And, and folks will love this. I'm telling you, it's a great album. I had a chance to listen. It's great. The world. Merci bien. I will. Cheers. Great. That was good. Thank you. And on time. Cheers.